God bless you, great men of God. I just want to send this message out to encourage my brothers. One thing for sure, if you believe in Jesus Christ, you, you are a part of a kingdom of kings and priests. As kings, we are called to have dominion. As kings, we are called to lead. As kings, we are called to have foresight and insight on how to govern our territory, how to preserve equality, uh, protect from invaders, protect from things that threatens our security and the securities of those who God have put in our care. Um, as a king, we are called to, hallelujah, conduct ourselves in dignity, honor, and God knows respect is our love language. But as kings, we are called to decree. Our words are important. Our words bring uh, order. Hallelujah. Thank God for order. I don't, I don't know. No, I don't know any man who like disorder and confusion. Um, our words are supposed to bring uh, justice. And um, we are defenders, providers. And that's what a king do. Um, God calls us to be problem solvers. And as priests, we are called to be mediators between God and man. We are called to pray. The Bible says men should pray and not stop. The Bible calls us the priests of our family. The, 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 uh, the one that lead the families in devotion. We to teach the order of God. Amen. Um, the law of God. So as a dual role as kings and priests, we are governing not only our lives, but what God has put in our care. And for that, I want to entitle this Samson's Appetite. In the 30th chapter of Proverbs, a particular king mother begins to speak to him. And she asked the question, who can find a virtuous wife? This may be Proverbs 31. She asked a powerful question. And then she began naming the attributes of a virtuous woman. All right. This is very unique because she understood that my son is a king. My son will manage the books, will govern uh, the borders of the kingdom, will handle the trades, will listen to advisors about the law, uh, how to punish criminals, will listen to um, disputes, um, change laws in the land. Um, kings will handle the rebuilding and the, the taxes and and, and, and all the policies that the government, that the kingdom will go through, what will govern after, excuse me. And she understood that this man would need a helpmate, someone he can take his crown off, but she will put the crown back on because no matter what the crown or about the crown, she see him as a king. Someone who he can trust his heart with. For the rib 
was taken out of man. But God gave the rib back. See, God would never take out and not give back more. He took out one rib out of Adam and gave him a woman. A whoa, man. That's what Adam said when he saw her. Whoa, man. <laughs> she knew that my son needs a virtuous woman, not just a harlot, a fast girl, a hoe, a thought. <laughs> I think that's how you say it. Cutie. What, Judy? A Judy with the booty? But needs someone who have a characteristic. To have substance. Someone who have stability and can execute the right thing. You know, she got to have something all the way in. She got to have something in her already. Characteristics in her that she lived by. She got to have virtue. Now, it's amazing that um, we find that in the story of Jesus, he healed a woman and the Bible said the virtue that came out of him went into her and healed her of her issue of blood. We know every woman, every per no one is perfect. But it's something about a virtuous woman. Virtue means strength and even manliness. So she got something in her DNA to care for the man, to, 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 to um, lead the man, to, 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 to not be someone coming in with her own agenda, but she have a heart towards the man that God have in her life. Now, this is very important. A virtuous woman, I believe, is what every king should have. All right. You can find it in Proverbs 31. Excuse me. But a virtuous woman, the Bible says, who can find? There's someone you got to look for. And look, you got to search. Um, we got can't let out our 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 our, our smaller head decide for us. We have to decide that I got to search and test and examine if she is. Hey guys, this is Malika Mao with Fearless Woman on the Rise, along with my husband with Conquerors. More Than Conquerors, <laughs> Worldwide Inc., of course. And we are here with the hot topic. Stay tuned, guys. <sighs> Let's begin in prayer because we need a lot of prayer for this topic. We are going to cover... It's every man and woman marriage material. Mm. Can you make any woman into a wife? Or did she already come with the ingredients? Hmm. And can you make any man a husband? 
or do we have to have a desire? Hmm. And let's talk about the next topic of satisfaction, singlehood, and being saved while single. I think this is worth talking to, talking about. You think so, sweetie? Yes, of course. And let me say I'm happy to collaborate with my boo. And I love you. Love you too, baby. Thank you. Now let's go for it. Father, in Jesus' name, we ask you to bless us as we go forward this topic. Give us understanding, knowledge, and allow us to be able to express ourselves to our audience to provide them with insight and revelation, understanding. In Jesus' holy name, amen and amen. Amen. All right, guys. Something happened this weekend. A big topic happened on a red table. Unfortunately, the Smiths has revealed something that shook us I mean we already been shook in a lot in 2020 now we shook with this yes. and there's something special about Will Smith to me and, and just seeing Jada Pinkin and Will Smith uh, through the years and, and watching them in their individual careers and as a African American family uh, and it's just unique how Satan will send something through the airwaves so it can affect everyone at the same time. Changing our view on something Mm -hmm. that God has designed to represent something else. Every holiday, I'm I'm sorry, holy day, that was designed by God, Mm -hmm. Satan has found a way to provide us with an alternative. For Christmas, he has provided us with Santa Claus. Xmas, Xing Christ out of Christmas. Um, Easter, where we celebrate the birth of Jesus, I mean, of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, is being replaced not with the resurrection of Christ, but with Easter celebrating a rabbit. So, with that being said, there is an alternative message that's coming across about marriage. Marriage is honorable above all things, and let's talk about it. Baby, do you believe that every Man is husband material. Um, and every woman is she wife material. My take on that is I don't believe that every man and every woman, every man is husband material and every woman is wife material. And the reason why I say that is because some people aren't just, they're not willing to give everything that marriage consists of Mm -hmm. and that simply means commitment marriage takes commitment it takes honesty it takes trust it takes compromising Mm -hmm. you know it takes love that will endure all things everybody don't have that mentality we have so many women that is so prideful that they would say it's my way or the highway. We have so many men that have a big ego that they are not willing to compromise with their wife. So therefore, I feel that no, every woman is not called to be a wife. 
And every man is not called to be a husband. That's good. And you know, as we got as all of us already know, we saw what's taking place with Jada and Will. And I mean, for me, quite frankly, I think it's very, very sad for a woman to need that much help and not cry out for it. And I'm not judging because people have different things that they battle with. But that situation shows me that there's a bigger issue than just infidelity and not knowing. It's deep hurt. It is inner things that has to be solved. And when you have these type of issues, it's not a time to play and joke, but it's a time to really be able to see past what the enemy is trying to do. Right. And all he's trying to do is destroy marriages. And so if he can use a couple with a platform, Exactly. If he can use a couple with thousands and millions of black um, followers and fans, do you not know how many people he's impacting? Mm-hmm. So it's our job to come and declare the word of the Lord. And Mark 10 and 9, it says, Whom God has brought together, let no man separate. Right. Marriages are honorable before God. He created marriages. And to hear them say, I ride with you, I die for you, bad marriage for life. Mm. It hurts my heart. Because we got single people who now is using that as an excuse why they feel they shouldn't get married. Oh, if that's what it's like, then y'all can have that. And it's, and it's, it's sad because that's not what God intended when he created marriage. Exactly. Oh my God, that's good, sweetie. You said some good stuff. You want some? You want some coconut milk? Some coconut water? Huh? No, baby, I'm okay. I love Vita Coco. Anyway, let me get back to the message. <laughs> okay, sweetie. <laughs> I wow. believe that it's a desire getting married. You know, it, it, it's a desire. Ever since I was five, I wanted to get married. And I really had to go through a test of God if it's not meant for me to be married. Please take certain things away. Paul said in scripture, I'd rather that you remain single so that you can fully give yourself over to the work of the Lord. And you can avoid certain obligations and stress. But if you cannot contain yourself, get married. Well, God, and it's not a sin. And that's uh, the reality. And so it's a desire. I mean, think about it. It takes a special desire for someone to say that I do not mind sacrificing what I have for a cause bigger than me. Mm -hmm. That takes a certain heart. Yes. To say that, okay, at my last hundred dollars, I'm willing to put it for my family. Mm -hmm. For me to keep it to myself. That that always that that should already come to that relationship. Mm-hmm. 
not someone who is selfish and, and have a mind for only them. There's no me in marriage. Right. If you look at the word marriage, it's similar to the word merge. There's no me in marriage. And if we consider uh, in Genesis when God said, let us make man in our image, he kept saying us, mm-hmm. us. We know that the God is one Lord, but he described himself as Father, Word, and Holy Ghost. And he said in Genesis, let us make man in our image. He, he was saying that I'm not going to start nothing without all of us. We're going to do this together. We will flow in harmony in this together. In marriage, it's not me. It's us. Mm. I'm doing it for the benefit of us. Yes. I'm considering us. We are important. We are necessary. You know, when, when you're single, you can say, if I don't want to do it, I don't have to do it. But something about a person who have a heart for marriage, they don't mind collaborating. They don't mind cooperating. They do not mind someone having a different viewpoint or to see something in a way they can't see it. That takes humility. Yes. That takes humility because we can be right in our own eyes. And the scripture says that you can be, uh, that there's a way that seems right to man, but the end of it leads yes. to destruction. Yes. Uh, when you're single, you could probably carry out certain decisions at a black blink of a hat. Mm-hmm. But when you marry, you may have to go through uh, disputing <laughs> different <laughs> things. You know, who will get the toilet paper today, or, or what we will balance this bill. But it brings a blessing because we are operating out of the mysteries. That God say marriage have, which is a husband being a represent Christ and a wife representing the church. Now I want to talk about this about companionship. You can be in a, you can be single and still have companionship. You yes. don't have to be married to have companionship. So I just want to say this that you may someone may be listen to listen to this and say y'all look good on your picture. Uh, I love seeing married couple pictures. And I just want companionship. Well, you don't have to be married to have companionship. Paul had many men and women that he looked at as companions that helped him with his purpose, his ministry, his calling. And I know a lot of single people who have no desire to get married. And they have great, they have a great network, a great support system of of, of friends uh, that can, uh, that helps them. Mm -hmm. Yes. Marriage is not the cure for loneliness. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's good. It's not the cure for loneliness. It's not the cure. You could be in a house full of people and, and still, still feel alone. And still feel alone, yes. And so our strength as believers of Christ comes from this fact that Hebrews 13 says, yes, marriage is honorable above all things. Before there was a church, there was marriage. Before there was a temple, there was marriage. Before there was the tabernacle, there was marriage. Mm. Before they were, even worship was designed. There was actually marriage. Um, And maybe, you know, it was worship, then marriage. But marriage was the first institute God created. And it's the marriage that holds the family together, not the children. Yes. So what I'm trying to bring up is that... In Hebrews 13, God said, be content, not in money, 
and some people get married for money, but That's be content in the, the fact that God said, I will never leave you nor withdraw my hand from you. This is what's necessary. A person have to understand that marriage is not the cure to my loneliness because my spouse and I may not see eye to eye all the time. My spouse and I may have a heated argument or, or may be apart from each other. Mm-hmm. But the cure to my loneliness is found in God. That's who right. Who promised never to That's leave right. me nor abandon me. Mm. And so when it comes down to um, marriage, it, it's a willingness. I mean, for a woman to say that I want to go aside a man and help him with his ministry, his business, his enterprise, to help gird him up, to help bring the best out of him, to to cover him like Eve covered the Adam. You know, it's amazing. God took out of Adam a rib and God gave him back a woman. Ain't that amazing? He took out of Adam one rib and then gave him a woman. Yes. Whatever you give God, he will always give it back to you better. Yeah, multiply it. He said, whoa, man. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. My goodness, he tore that. He, he, I mean, I ain't mean to get in his business. But he <laughs> was excited to see what God made. And that was one man. Because out of the rib, a woman came. Out of the side of a man, a woman came. And so, a husband understand that the wife is not from his back, but his side. His uh, fellow co-heir. And so I want to stop right there because uh, I've been rambling on the truth. And uh, it takes a desire, I guess, to serve. Because in a marriage, it's all about serving. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could come home from being on your feet all day and you need your foot rubbed. But your spouse saying that and, and God just tell you, go and rub your, your spouse's feet or give them a massage when you want sleep. You would rather go to sleep, but your spouse need to have some personal care or want you to uh, go with them somewhere. Marriage is a sacrifice. It's a work. And it's okay if some people don't, is not willing. Right. But the problem comes when a person don't want to let a person go or want to keep them for their own selfish needs. Yes. Please continue, sweetie. Yes, and I agree. You have the idea because you you love the fact that you can have somebody around. But if you aren't qualified enough to serve that person, to honor that person, to respect that person, and to, like those vows said, for better, for worse, for richer, for poor, through sickness and health, I still will choose you. Do you have to know what those vows mean when you speak those vows? And that is the thing that a lot of people don't do. They play with marriage. And I want people to be encouraged that marriage is a beautiful thing. We as people make it complicated. It's not complicated. God didn't create it for it to be complicated. He created it for us to have a foundation to be able to love one another and yeah. be a demonstration of who God is. We know that God is love. 
Yeah, and is. we have to understand that when you are in a position to serve, serve with diligence, with integrity, with dignity, because Jesus was Jesus himself, but he still served. Right. He washed the feet of his disciples. Because when you are in a God's child, you are obligated to serve. So if you want to look at marriage as a serving to your spouse, you'll never get caught up in what they're not doing because you'll be too busy trying to serve them. That's good. And when people misinterpret that, they look at what they don't have rather than what I do have in marriages. And it makes them want to go out and explore different things. Mm-hmm. It makes them want to think that the grass is greener on the other side. Because they are being caught up in their selfish ways. Rather than how can I serve you? Yeah. What can I do to serve you? You having a bad day? What can I do to help? Right. But sweetie, I got a question to ask. But some person may say, I'm keep serving, but I have needs too. I have desires too that's not met. I, they doing their best, but it's not quenching. And see, that's when the thing of it is, it comes with the inner thing. Okay, you saying it's inner? It's this, this, this is what I'm saying. That comes with within if they're doing their best you have to reevaluate who you say you do I do to because if it's not enough for you what do you need what is what, what are you searching for that was supposed to be established when you got in it that's what people go wrong they want the idea we go back to what we said they had the idea of marriage so they were so like Oh yeah, I, I see this person that's they nice looking. You know, they look like they can fit the description. Maybe they will. Let's see how this will go. Rather than really taking precautions and evaluating the situation before they even say I did. That's great. That's great. Um contentment with a person without curiosity. That contentment first gotta begin with. The individual looking towards God. Yes. I love the story in John chapter 4 of the woman that went to the well. And Jesus had a mm. conversation with her. And he found out that she, he, Jesus told her that, you know, you got, you had five husbands. And the one you with now is not even your husband. And the main focus of it was the water. But it turned to being her inner desire, her inner thirst. Wow. Uh, being revealed that only Jesus can quench that inner desert, that inner desire. desire. No man, no mm-hmm. woman. Jesus. Water, we drink it and it satisfies for a moment, but then we thirst again. But Jesus said, I have living water that once you drink of this, you would never thirst again. Yes, yes. And, yes. and I believe that that's the remedy. That's the missing puzzle to everybody marriage. If we don't have Jesus, that's the missing puzzle. No matter how much money you have, 
no matter how good she looks or how good he looks, they will be a void inside of every person that only God can fit. And so for right now, uh, we would like you to examine your heart, any void, any area that you feel discontent, dissatisfied. We can respond in anger. You're not doing something right. You're not doing it right. You're not doing it right. And we can release that anger. We can take the blame game. But it's time to look at the man and the woman in the mirror and mm-hmm. saying, what is it that I'm lacking? We have to take evaluation. That's why if you single listen to this, God bless you because your time and seasons are in God's hand. It's good for you to deal with this question right now because your marriage should look as good as your singlehood. That's right. So if you know that you have inner desires, still suffering from father wounds, still suffering from abandonment, still angry about your ex, um, still feeling like maybe you're not enough for your for the future spouse, it's time to deal with that inner problem because marriage will 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 really expose what's really inside of you. You know, you could think you got it good and going on, but no one is in your space until someone can really see you mm-hmm. 24-7. Yeah. And you see them, you start realizing that your love levels need to rise up a notch, that you're not as patient as you thought you were, that you're living by unrealistic expectation. And uh, so many other things that can hinder, you know. But the good news is God is willing to provide the living water to quench our thirst. So many people have affairs. And it don't happen in a day. It don't happen in a moment. I believe that some stuff um, accrue over time. uh, Build interest. Uh, uh, One of the teachers that I sat under, he believed that the serpent didn't tempt Eve just one time. He was persistent. He was uh, consistent. And uh, I believe that it takes daily investments in your marriage. Wow. And it takes uh, it takes prayer because God can deal with the heart of man. I mean, this message is really for people who both of them are believers, but the truth of the matter, we got some people listening where the spouse might be a Christian, but the other spouse is a Jehovah Witness or a Muslim or a um, atheist, you know, so that's kind of hard. But it's not impossible because God gave them opportunities in 1 Corinthians 7 that you can marry someone who's an unbeliever. But don't be unequally yoked. We are on this journey and I want to thank God for this for part one. My wife and I will take this back up soon. And we just want to bless God for this opportunity to deal with part one and we might have a special guest on for the next part sweetheart do you mind closing us out in prayer or any last remarks 
Yes, guys, I just want you to stay committed to your spouse. If you are in a marriage or you're looking to be married, I want you to let this registrate and, and really resonate with your spirit because you have to become a wife before you even are a wife. Yes. And you have to be be a husband before you even become a husband. So those who are looking to be married and those who are married, stay committed and stay of service. Because what you do in secret, God will reward you openly. Father God, we thank you in the name thank of you, Jesus. Jesus. We glorify you, oh God. We magnify your name on tonight. We praise you, God, for everyone that is under the sound of our voice listening to this podcast. God, we ask, Lord God, that you would send the, the, res, the right spirit within them, oh God, creating them a new heart, a clean heart, oh God, to love their spouse as you love the church, oh God. Father God, that you would give man wisdom and knowledge and understanding on what it is, the original plan for marriage, oh God. On how to become one. Hallelujah. How to cleave to the wife and become one flesh, oh God. How to honor one husband and respect one husband, oh God, and become one flesh, oh God. Oh God, we trust, oh God, that you will continue to speak to your people, oh God, and that marriage will still be honorable, oh God. Yes. Jesus. More above anything on the earth, oh God. That marriage is one to be magnified and not defiled. The Bible says that the marriage bed is undefiled oh god it is no 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 demons and depths of the spirit of marriage oh god but it is a prosperous lovable thing that you have created and we want to give it honor we want to value it we want to appreciate it we want to walk in it in integrity and dignity oh god no more shame for loving a spouse no more shame for doing all we can do to love our spouse no more regret for picking the, the one that you have given us oh god no more what shall we make ourselves be of the world but we shall continue to be the light of the world and show the world a representation of what marriage is. Yes. Above all these things, Lord God, it is love that will drive out all fear. Father God, we lift you up in the name of Jesus and we praise your name. We give you glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'm so glad to have my wife, Malika Mel. And this is yours truly. Henry Williams II from Conquerors Worldwide and Fearless Nation. Let's continue to lift Jesus up and live a victorious life.